Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 146. I am frequently hurt or offended. It's November 21st, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and so on. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way. My music is by Howie Moscovich. I am frequently hurt or offended. Oh my heavens, this is a very big topic and a common, common situation. Before I tease this apart or break it down into little components, I do want to mention if you are listening to this podcast and life has been too hard for you or you feel that the world would be better off without you or you're struggling too much, or you feel suicidal, or any of those things, I am asking you to stop and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255, or you may also call or text 988. Although I am not clear, I cannot find out if 988 calling or texting works in every state. Last I checked, it did not. Really not sure about that. There is a lot of help available for you, and I promise you that people will help you. You might just have to keep asking, so don't give up. My next little side note is if you are in the deaf or hard of hearing community or you know someone who is in the deaf or hard of hearing community, please let your people know or please know that I have transcripts for all of my podcasts on my hosting platform, which is rss.com. And within a few hours to 24 hours of a new podcast being uploaded, a transcript, a corresponding transcript will be generated. And lastly, uh, this podcast and all of my content, none of my content is designed to be medical or therapy advice. If you need therapy advice, you should get that from a licensed therapist or a healthcare provider. Same with your medical advice. I'm not a therapist. And I'm not in the medical community and um, none of those things. So that's that. Now, I also have been running a giveaway since kind of way back in the beginning. I'm not currently pulling winners and shipping prizes until 2024 because of my car accident. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little, I'm not walking yet, although uh, in a week and a half or so I'll be walking. Uh, so I'm holding the pulling of the winners and notification and shipping of the prizes until later in 2024. But go ahead and enter so you can win a prize. All right, now. I am frequently hurt or offended. Now, for some of you listening to this podcast, you may want to substitute another emotion. You may want to substitute angry, annoyed, irritated, upset, betrayed, resentful, sad, wounded, dismayed, or a whole host of other emotions. So it may, the words for you, hurt and offended, they hurt and offended may not resonate for you. But you might be angry all the time or you might be annoyed all the time. By the way, if you are annoyed with people all the time, I do have a separate podcast on that, which I would highly recommend because annoyance is, is a particular 
emotion with certain things associated with it. But at any rate, for this podcast, if if hurt and offended are not the words that resonate or feel right to you, you can use another adjective or word or emotion. So, so here's the question. Does this apply to you? Do you ever feel hurt, offended, or angry, or what have you, frequently? And how, how often? So it might be hardly ever, or it might be frequently. It might be often. So I'm asking you to stop at the outset, at the beginning of this podcast, and, and look and see, you know, are you frequently hurt or offended? Now, there are a lot of people where the word hurt and offended will resonate with. That's why I picked those two out of all the other words. Although for some people, angry, betrayed, or, um, you know, wounded will fit. So whatever the words are, this is actually a common situation, meaning that it happens a lot for too many people, even though it's not something we're discussing. Not generally, we're, we generally are not discussing this. So for this podcast, uh, I was going to talk about intentional versus unintentional, but I did decide I'm going to skip over that because some people who are frequently hurt or offended will attribute intention without knowing whether there's intention or not. They will intention, they will um, attribute someone who's telling them the truth to be someone who's belittling them. So this is a very slippery slope and I chose powerfully to uh, not get into intentional versus unintentional because I know I've coached people for long enough. I know what some people do and this is what some people do. They will attribute intention where they have no idea whether there's intention or not. I mean, sometimes you will be able to discern that. I'm not saying you can never discern if something was intentional or unintentional, but there are situations where you don't have enough data points or you really don't have enough facts to determine whether something was intentional. And by the way, the people who often will attribute intentionality sometimes are fall under the umbrella of emotional reasoners. So they're using their emotions as facts, which is why they end up saying, no, it was intentional. I know it was intentional. And when you ask them, what are, what's the basis for your, that conclusion? What's the basis? What are the facts that you stitch together to come up with the fact that it was intentional? And they can't give you facts because they're using their emotions to reason, which, which by the way, is a cognitive distortion, which I'll talk about later. So, why do people feel frequently hurt or offended? Well, we do have people in the world. So I'm going to give you a list of the most common people or situations that have this end result of people feeling hurt or offended. So we do have hypercritical or perfectionist people in the world. And by their very nature, they are, criti- they are critical of other people. Other people are not good enough because they're not good enough. Life's not good enough. Nothing you do is good enough. So, and this, by the way, is sometimes or often a blind spot to them. Now, they may say, oh, yes, I know I'm a perfectionist, but they haven't gotten the impact, in my opinion. Most, re- most reasonably, they haven't gotten the impact because that's, there's a terrible impact on the people around you, on your children, on your family, on your spouse, on your parents, on your siblings, on whomever. If you are a perfectionist, it is not a good impact. So I don't recommend that because it's it's a painful negative impact. So if you're not perfectionist, some people will not admit to being a perfectionist. We can we could label some of those people they're hypercritical. Nothing's ever good enough. And so 
they say things that come across like maybe as a backhanded compliment or or they're outright just critical and that can leave you hurt or offended. Now, we do also have a significant amount of the population in the world, although I don't have this statistic, would love to have this statistic, uh, that are that are in domestic abuse. And I'm separating domestic abuse from domestic violence because we're actually tracking domestic violence because we actually have something to track it with, which is law enforcement, police reports. We have violence to be the hallmark. But we have a whole bunch of people, whole, whole bunch of people that are in domestic abuse relationships that have not yet become violent. And those people are frequently hurt or offended because the person they're with, spouse or significant other, or it could be family. I mean, domestic abuse happens in family where it's the parents abusing the child or vice versa or siblings tormenting, you know, abusing each other. So that that you're getting cruel, mean, condescending. This is the nature of abuse, domestic, whether it's in a, we think of domestic abuse as like significant intimate partner, but domestic abuse has a little broader context. So if you're in an abusive relationship, by the very nature, you would feel hurt and offended. These people are not well who do this. They don't know they're not well. They think they're high and mighty and well, but they're they're not. That's It's not healthy to be cruel. It's not healthy to bully someone else or to be mean or condescending or even hypercritical. Now, the next category of people, which is, again, extremely, extremely common, is the people or are the people who are have the personality traits where they are arrogant, righteous, judgmental, opinionated, and know-it-alls. Now, you may be saying, oh, I'm not like that. Well, let me tell you, (laughs) those were all of my traits. Those are some of my traits, by the way. Now, I I had to come to terms with that ages ago, which was, was like a shock and awe. But most people have those traits to some degree. I'm saying most people. Now, can you see anywhere in life where you're righteous or you're judgmental or you're opinionated or you're arrogant or you're a know-it-all? I don't know. You'd have to look and see. But in my experience of being a human being for as long as I have been, which is forever, forever, I'm old, uh, This is these are the traits that many, many, most people have, most people. But they don't admit to them. They don't see them. And if you said to them, well, you're just arrogant, they'd be like, no, I'm humble. Or if you said, oh, you're kind of like a little righteous there, they'd be like, no, no, everybody agrees with me. Like they always have a comeback for why they're not those things. And that behavior, of course, can leave people hurt or wounded. Now, another category of people is we have a segment of the population And their MO is that they put people down, oftentimes unknowingly or stealth, to make themselves feel better. So that can be unintentional. It kind of sometimes for some people develops as their operating principle or their operating pattern where, you know, they'll say, well, you look nice, but, you know, red's not your color. Right? So you see that there's the compliment. Oh, you look nice, but here comes the dig. Oh, but red's not your color. You know, these people will put you down and sometimes it's so subtle, like it might, it might be the next day you'd be like, well, you know, that's really not a nice thing to say. So the next category is uh, very common also, but we're not talking about it, which is you're in an environment where love and affection is not present 
or love and affection is being withheld. And in some instances, what that might look like is somebody might recognize that you look like a million bucks, but they're not going to give you that compliment. They are going to withhold that compliment or withhold praise or withhold something that falls under the umbrella of love and affection. And yes, people do do this. I'm telling you they do this because I've been coaching people long enough. I've had to talk to people about the fact that they did that or they do that. Uh, Another category is trauma bonding. Now, we certainly are not talking about trauma bonding. I just happened upon it earlier this year. And usually where there's trauma, I'm going to suggest to you that there's some form or maybe some form of trauma bonding, and that will leave you in a perpetual cycle until you distinguish it of feeling kind of hurt or offended because that's the nature of abuse. And trauma bonding happens when you're bonded with your abuser. So you make excuses or justifications for why they're behaving that way. Oh, they didn't mean it. Oh, they're really nice, but they were in a bad mood. Like you're making excuse after excuse or justifying their behavior, which is not, not acceptable behavior. Uh, and another category that can cause people to feel hurt or offended or wounded or angry or whatever is a lack of boundaries. So those are common uh, either personality types or behaviors that will leave you feeling hurt or wounded. So we're going to take this apart apart further because there are many times where people end up hurt offended either or that or they're angry or they're upset or pick your word of choice which is probably questionable I would say so let me give you five examples and so number one you are hurt or offended that someone does not follow the advice you gave to them so that's number one They asked for advice, you gave it to them, and they didn't take your advice. And you're hurt and you're wounded. Number two, you are hurt or offended that someone takes the opposite view of you on a subject or or, or an opposite view as your current position. Number three, you are hurt or offended that someone else doesn't like the suggestions you made for an activity, an outing, or event, or something. Number four... You are hurt or offended when someone says no to your request when they are in their own right to say no and they actually have very good reasons to say no. And number five, you are hurt or offended when someone asks you to stop doing something because of X, Y, or Z, X, Y, or Z being reasonable, fair, and valid. Now, in those instances, and I know people who've been very hurt and very wounded in all of these examples. <laughs> these examples were stripped right from, you know, years of coaching. And so I have to ask you, so if we go back to number one, you know, you're hurt or offended that someone didn't take your advice. So why would that hurt you? You, you know, they asked for your advice, you gave them their advice, your advice, by the way, mostly being probably a lot of opinion, and they didn't take it. So explain to me why you're hurt or offended. Number two, someone has a different view. You're hurt or offended that they have a different view on a subject? Okay, let's go back to what I said earlier. Arrogant, righteous, judgmental, opinionated, know-it-all. Maybe you're intolerant. Or you're hurt or offended that someone doesn't like your suggestions for an outing, an event, an activity. Again, why is someone else's opinion hurting you? 
I, I, this is, we're going to get a little deeper into this. And an opinion is a judgment or a belief. So the question becomes, are you intolerant? Is the issue that everyone has to agree with you? And we have plenty of people where they have to be, they have to be validated. They have to be validated. You have to agree with them and they're going to be upset. Now that's not rational, by the way, and that's not healthy, but it could be one of the issues where you have to have agreement. And that, and that is problematic. That is very problematic. So when I have coached people and I've said to them, okay, explain to me why that would hurt your feelings. Explain to me what's hurtful or offensive about that. And of course they can't explain it, which sometimes means we go down the, the path of irrational thinking and emotional reasoning or being an emotional reasoner. But it's not rational in the five examples that I gave for you to end up feeling hurt or offended. People are allowed to have their own boundaries, their own desires, their own wishes, their own likes and dislikes. That's perfectly reasonable and normal. But it's not normal and reasonable for you to get in a snit or be hurt and wounded like some people get when you don't get your way. And that's what some of this is, is some of it is you're not getting your way and you're upset. So the two big sticky wickets, the two big, 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 big factors. When I deal with someone or people, it's really it's a lot of people, people who are easily hurt or offended, there's usually two underpinnings, usually, almost always. I haven't had a case where it wasn't, but one is irrational thinking and the other is low self-esteem. Now, interestingly enough, from the research, low self-esteem and irrational thinking often or frequently travel together, which means that frequently or often when someone has irrational thinking, they will also happen to have low self-esteem. So that's what we mean by travel together. And interestingly enough, we're going to pile on with a little bit more research. Something else that frequently or often travels together with low self-esteem and irrational thinking is negative thinking. And when I say negative thinking, what they're talking about is negative thinking, brooding, ruminating, overthinking, and catastrophizing, to name the top ones. So what happens, I have found, with people who are frequently hurt or frequently wounded or angry or, you know, offended, what have you, is they get into this swirling vortex. So they, they start out with, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. And then we're going to pile on with a, a cognitive distortion, that's, which means irrational thinking. So that could play out in any number of ways, which gives you a distortion of the situation. Uh, irrational thinking is a distortion of your thinking. So your thinking is off, which means your judgments are off, your perceptions are off, your thinking is off, your conclusions are off, and it's painful. And then we've got the negative thinking. So it just is a perfect swirling vortex that takes people down. And I mean, when I say it takes people down, it takes some people down for days or weeks or a significant amount of time. Now, if you have healthy standalone self-esteem, you don't end up feeling hurt or wounded from the like the five examples I gave. And not only do you not end up hurt, offended or wounded or angry or upset, 
you're kind of tilting your head and looking at someone and saying, well, I don't understand. Why would you be offended by that? Why would you be upset by that? They have very good reasons to say no to you. What's the, what's the problem? Because you won't understand the thinking behind the five examples I gave. So my suggestion is you do not give away your power like that. That's a complete, you've turned your power over to someone else. You're allowing someone else's beliefs, someone else's attitudes, someone else's opinions, separate from yours, uh, be hurtful or wound you. Like that's, that's what you're doing. You're basically saying, oh, they don't agree with me. So I'm, oh, I'm bad. I'm wrong. I'm, I'm you know, like, no. No, stop that. So I'm going to give you some suggestions to help you sort yourself out because this is painful, in my opinion. I haven't, haven't experienced it. I've experienced it by virtue of vicariously with people that I coach. And I'm telling you, I think this is extremely, it has to be extremely painful. Just like if you didn't feel good about yourself, that would be painful. It would be terrible to feel like I'm a loser. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. I, that would be horrible. I, I, I can't even wrap my head around it because I haven't experienced that. I don't know if I ever experienced that, but, um, I mean, I've experienced some very bad things. Oh my Lord. I have experienced trauma and bad, very bad things, but I felt good about myself and that makes a huge difference. So number one to have, so now what? So now we've kind of sorted out if you feel frequently uh, hurt or offended or angry or something else. Now we've kind of sorted that out. Hopefully now you're starting to see, oh yes, I'm letting someone else's opinions get the best of me. I'm letting an opinion or their belief or their attitude take me down. That's really what's the kind of bottom line is. So number one, my first recommendation is that you go to my website and download my free emotional workbook. It's free. Now, you can go buy an emotional processing workbook for $25 or some other amount, and who knows how good it'll be. I don't know how good it'll be. I really don't. But what I can promise you is that my emotional processing workbook is going to stand the test of time because I used rational thinking to come up with it and healthy self-esteem, and it's got psychology, and it's got the the pieces. It's, a, it's, it's not hard. Okay, this is not hard. It will take you a little time and at version, we're at version 5.0 right now. Uh, it's a little over 20 pages and probably before the end of the year or early 2024, I'll have version 6.0. What I'm basically doing is deconstructing how I manage and process my emotions after learning in 2022 that I am the end-all be-all expert in that. Who knew? I'm not a therapist, so of course I didn't know. And we've really been vetting that and exploring that and understanding how did that come to be. So we have a great understanding of how I got put together. And 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 this is what, what I do. So go to my website and learn this because this really is the underpinnings of emotional health, mental health, mental and emotional health and fitness, which is a subject of an upcoming podcast. Do you want to have mental health? Well, of course you want to have mental health. Who doesn't want to have mental health? Do you want to have mental health problems? No, you do not. So there's two components. 
There's emotional regulation, which I talk about and give uh, flipping the switch on your emotions in the workbook as an exercise that will help you and help your brain, basically. Basically, with the emotional workbook, you are teaching your brain how to manage and process your emotions and emotional regulation. That's what you're teaching your brain. Now, the reason this is important is because if you Google steps to manage and process your emotions, the things you will find on the top 10 or 20 top top hits on a Google search or whatever search engine you use is going to say things like punch a pillow, rip up a paper, draw a picture, talk to a friend, cry, you know, like that's great. Those are great activities. They're very action oriented, but what you have to do is the mental, there's things that you're a thought process, a thinking process that your mind has to go through or your emotions are left in your unconscious and subconscious mind to surface later. We know that from the research. So go to my website. It's right below the Newsweek icon. Download, click on it, download it. It's free and start to learn it. Now I've been told by people who've been using it. It's really easy. It's not hard. Okay, good. I hope it's not hard because I think it's fairly straight and direct. And if you take issue with it, well, first of all, if you're going to take issue with it, you better have rational thinking because if you're irrational, you're going to take issue with anything and everything. That's part of the, the distortion of irrational thinking. All right. So which was my second suggestion to you, which is also in the workbook. Look, I don't know any other way to say it. If your thinking is irrational, imagine driving your car down the road and and they slap on this uh, tie-dyed, orangish-purple uh, cellophane over your windshield. So now, your win- when you look out the windshield, the windshield's distorted. It's different colors and it's like, you know, tie-dye, so it's all over the place. And you're driving down, and now they slap on like a dark gray piece of cellophane. So you got the tie dye and you got the dark gray. Like you won't be able to drive as well. You won't be able to see clearly because of these two pieces of cellophane. Now with a cognitive distortion or AKA irrational thinking, people don't know they have it. So they're driving around with cellophane on the car windshield, hitting cars and having problems and not understanding why are they having so much trouble in life? They're having so much trouble in life because their thinking is not rational. So I do address rational thinking in the emotional workbook. Why? Because you have to have rational thinking. And we have a society where we're not talking about rational thinking and we have, you know, a greater than 50%. I will say that it's greater than 50%. I, I haven't settled on a number. It's pretty high, I think, which is probably why I don't want to say it. And I'm not sure. I like to be sure. I like to have my facts in a row. I, you know, all my facts straight before I give them to you. But get rational thinking. And number three, really to bring an awakening and awareness to this, where and when do you feel hurt or offended or wounded or upset? Um, Is it because there's a difference of opinion between you and people in your life? I mean, I don't know, but it's it's a powerful place to begin to look and see. Now, I'm going to circle back for just a second to irrational thinking because I want to give you a really rock solid good reason as if I haven't already as to why you want to make sure that your thinking is rational. Irrational thinking can be, operative word, can can be a sign of OCD, schizophrenia, psychosis, paranoid personality disorders, 
avoidant personality disorders, narcissistic personality disorders, and borderline personality disorder. So you really have to understand that <coughs> if you have irrational thinking, that's like the road to a bad place. It doesn't mean you have OCD. It doesn't mean you have schizophrenia. It doesn't mean you'll even develop those things. <coughs> but irrational thinking is not a good sign in mental health. You want to avoid those diagnoses. So get yourself on the road to rational thinking. And my podcast on uh, cognitive distortions will help you move away from irrational thinking. <coughs> so it doesn't mean if you're, if you find out, you don't say you go download the workbook, you look at that, you go, oh yeah, I think I'm black and white thinking. Oh yeah, I think I'm all or nothing thinking. Oh, I think I might be an emotional reasoner or I make I might make leaps in logic or any of the other number of cognitive distortions. That in of itself does not mean that you have a mental illness. No, 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 I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, it's a good reason to say, yep, I'm going to put rational thinking right on my list. And then we know I won't have those or develop those other conditions. So it's a very critical thing, in my opinion, as a lay person, that you move towards rational thinking. And the podcast will help you. There's plenty of stuff on the internet to help you move away from irrational, irrational thinking. So... Well, whether something is, you know, intentional or not, you know, how, how are you ever going to know? Well, there are some ways to know. Like, for example, if someone tells you that you're not good enough to your face, <laughs> they're saying you're not good enough. Now, they, they, may, they may actually be projecting. So when someone tells me, and yes, I've been told, <laughs> I've been told I am not good enough, like my whole life, like literally, like literally after my car accident, somebody had the audacity to say you know you're just not good enough blah 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 <laughs> I'm just like oh my goodness no I wasn't laughing I was not that's not funny um but you don't need to attack back that's one part is if someone says something cruel or mean you don't need to attack back and you do not need to defend yourself now when I'm saying you don't need to attack back or you don't need to defend yourself I'm talking about a higher level of operating I'm talking about a higher level of self-awareness and emotional maturity because it will take that because the natural thrown way of human beings when you're attacked or when someone is hypercritical is to attack back or to defend yourself. You could simply say, oh, I hear you. That's too bad. You feel that way. <laughs> like, well, I hear you. Yeah, it's too bad. You feel that way. You know, you're not saying I'm sorry because I don't have to apologize to people. I do not like I do apologize to people if I've made a mistake or I got something wrong. Um, but I... I make no apologies for who I am as a person because I'm a good person. I do good things. My whole my whole goal since I was a kid was to get to heaven. I mean, come on. If that's your goal, are you going to do bad stuff? No. No. Which, by the way, I, have, I don't think I've admitted that in too many podcasts. But uh, since we've been dissecting my personality, uh, that did come to the forefront. So, but then what you're going to want to do later is you are going to want to go back and manage and process your emotions about whatever happened, whatever cruel or mean comment uh, someone could say, remembering to yourself that guess what? It's their opinion and it doesn't, it's not true. Now they could be saying something that's true, but it's likely that they're not. It's likely they're projecting. So sometimes I'll tell you a little 
things sometimes I do when someone's going off on me. Because sometimes I am I am the safe person for a, a good number of people. And sometimes that means I'll get their uh, their projection and their kind of verbal vomit, if you will, when they when they are dysregulated in their emotions and they are emotional. And they can't they can't get themselves sorted out. It's like, you know, they're just going to do an emotional dump. You know, the Charlie Brown special where the the teacher or somebody is like, and you can't really tell what the teacher saying. sometimes in my head when someone's like doing a dump I'll be like mm. I'll be like that in my head sometimes though I take notes so I, I have it for later but you know you don't have to pay attention to what people are saying and you don't have to believe them and you don't have to be mortally wounded or offended or hurt by differences of opinion or even just their judgment of you so to help you further along the pathway here I have several suggestions which will help you move away from being hurt or offended because you know you want hopefully i hope what you want is that i hope you want to have a happy life i hope you want to have love and affection and joy and happiness i mean isn't life hard enough why would you not want that stuff so to to have that what is going to help you is to build your self-esteem now self-esteem is not something you go to work on per se the way you build feeling good about yourself. And I'm talking about standalone self-esteem. I'm not talking about self-esteem because you have a great guy or a great girl or a great marriage or money in the bank or the job of your dreams or the house of your dreams or whatever. I'm talking about you feel good about yourself separate from all of that, which means that it can't be taken away from you. People can try to chip away at that. And if you do have healthy standalone self-esteem, oh, trust me, they will try to chip away at that. People don't like that. <laughs> I mean, it's sad, but they don't. Um, so build self-esteem. So how are you going to build self-esteem? Well, here's some things you could work on. If you worked on these things, they would circle back and come around to nurture and build your self-esteem. So number one, skill building. Well, I've already given you my suggestion, which is, Get out, go to my website, www.lisaalundy.com. Download the free emotional workbook. It's free. I'm not charging you $25. I'm not making you sign up for a course. Why? Because we need the world to improve. I have three kids. I want a better world for my kids. I don't want all this drama and, and psychopaths and all this awful stuff for my kids. So let's make the world a better place. Learn to deal with your emotions. Uh, and and if you can, and I do have some a little, little, little snippets in there about trauma and trauma bonding, that would be helpful. So the other skills, get some hobbies and start having fun. Bring love and affection into your life. It doesn't have to be romantic. If you don't, if you're like, oh, I'm done with romantic. I will never have another romance. Fine. That's fine. That's your choice. I know. I was there like seven. I was there seven years ago and God had other other plans for me. So now I'm like, okay, bring it. All right, God. I like your plan better. Um, still hasn't arrived, but it's coming. You know, make sure you have friends and social connections. Self-care. Oh my goodness, people. Self-care, self-care, self-care. Uh, listen, 
nobody is seeing me today, but I look like I was going to the mall or someplace. Like I, you know, cleaned up. I got my, my little tiny bit of makeup that I wear. And if you wear a lot of makeup, God bless you. I've always, I've admired people who had the, the patience for that stuff. I just, no, that's not me, but good for you. Self-compassion. Start to be nice to yourself. Being present or mindful. Uh, we also call that learning to control your mind. Having boundaries, learning assertiveness, loving your imperfections, reward yourself, make sure you have empowering attitudes and beliefs, and set some goals. We know that setting goals can help you um, be happier, for sure, and learn how to generate your own happiness. Like, if, if I, if my happiness was dictated by my circumstances, I probably would have been depressed most of my life. Like I've had some really crappy, horrible, hard stuff all through my life. I have not, not, uh, not on purpose. I didn't do that stuff to myself, but, but regardless, you can have happiness even with bad circumstances, as I think the nurses and staff at the hospital learned, and as some people at the rehab center learned, because they were really, we, we had a lot of conversations about that. So generate your own happiness separate from your circumstances. So, and to kind of wrap this all up, I've given you lots of suggestions. One thing for you to remember, and this is like one thing I live by. There's plenty of things I live by. <laughs> if you if you've listened to enough of my podcasts, you know I am not just like everybody else, but I have empowering attitudes and beliefs. I have a very powerful life, despite all this trauma, despite all these people trying to take me out. Like, yeah, really. Um, that even if something is personal. You don't have to take it personally. And I am telling you, that is so extremely powerful. <laughs> like, Because the, here's the reality. Um, let's say somebody does something really, really nasty to you. And uh, like maybe, you know, they married you for your money and then they stole all your money and it was all a big con job. Let's say that happened to you. <laughs> I sure hope that doesn't happen to you or that didn't happen to you. But that happens to a lot of people, actually. So... You know, it would be personal to you because they married you and they stole your money and they lied to you and everything was done to you. However, if you remove yourself and put some other guy or some other woman in the situation, depending on your gender or preference or whatever, um, would they do the same thing to the, to the person that's in your place? Yes, almost certainly. People who are that sick are that sick with everybody. So it's, it's not like they're going to be healthy with one person and unhealthy with another. So in that regard, it was done to you personally, but it's not really personal because they would have done it to anybody that was in, that they married or anybody that they were in relationship to. So I love the idea and I live by the idea. You don't have to take things personally, even if they are personal, like even if they're personal, you don't have to take them personally. And that's something you can grow into. And the solution for almost all of the problems you face, I know you're going to love this, is one of two things. Well, it's not necessarily one of two things, but I'm going to give you two things that will really make a difference. And one is bringing love and affection into your life. For some people, like they find the love of their life and their life changes and that's all they needed. Or they find, you know, they find the right tribe or the right posse and they've got a good social circle and life becomes magical. 
So love and affection is extremely powerful. I have several podcasts on the subject of love that might help you because if you're like me, I have run away. I have run away from love. (laughs) Not helpful. But thankfully, I distinguished that now earlier this year with a little help. uh, So I won't do it again. But love and affection will change your life. And the second thing is growth and development personal growth and development. And I'm a fan of both. Now, where love and affection doesn't work for some people on this topic of feeling hurt and wounded are people who have not only low self-esteem and irrational thinking, but are often emotional reasoners. And they can be very, they're very, they can really be bullies. So they can have a ton of love and affection, but because their, their thinking is warped, they're irrational and then, you know, and they're emotional and they use their emotions like a battering ram. Having love and affection, you know, is not the solution for them. They'd have to move to growth and development. But for most people or for a lot, a high percentage of people, love and affection would do the trick. So your homework, if you're frequently hurt or offended or upset or angry or some other ilk of that nature, is to download the free emotional processing workbook and start there because you deserve a life that's happy. You deserve love. You deserve all of the good stuff. That's what you deserve because you're human. There's nothing else that you have to do to be deserving except the fact that you are alive. And I don't care how many people have told you you're not worth it. You're not deserving. You're a loser. I don't care about that because it's not true. It's never been true about you. And so you get to work on yourself. So you have this amazing life because that is like the best thing to do when, um, when life treats you that way. All right, that's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 146. I am frequently hurt or offended. I certainly hope you have gotten some new ideas on ways you can approach life where you don't have to be offended. You don't have to have your feelings hurt all the time. And I certainly hope you will get on the road to growth and development because that's going to feel so much better. I promise you. Please share this podcast on social media or at least with the people that you care about and love. I hope you're hanging in there. Let me know what you need. I do love you. That's all for now.